co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hello, Don. Just I'm sweating. Wanna, just sweating. So, uh... We want to let you know that you sweating right now is probably about as hot as you're going to be. Uh, it looks like we're going to have some cool temperatures when you and I hook up this weekend. It, oh, let me make sure I get this right. Worldwide Technology Raceway, uh, formerly known as Gateway Motorsports Park. Yeah, it, it, I actually I'm looking at the weather right now. I've been meaning to do that for the past four days because I need to pack like ASAP and I have yet to get there. Well, so, well, how about shocker for you? It's going to rain. rain? <laughs> Fuck. It's going to rain. It looks like it's going to rain. I think the biggest chance for rain is actually uh, early morning Saturday and then late afternoon Sunday. If if, if any of these weather apps are worth a crap, uh, that's what they kind of look like. According to the iPhone here, says rain on Sunday. Okay. Cloudy, partly cloudy. Cloudy Cameron will be showing up on Friday. Saturday is just continued cloudy Cameron and Sunday is rain. Okay. Well, there you go. See, it's changed in the last 12 hours since I looked at it. <laughs> so, I, so, I mean, I am looking forward to actually being in the same uh, region time zone with you this weekend. Again, it's been been a little while since we've uh, been able to hook up. So we'll have to figure out how to do something over at the stupid fast racing trailer on the Midway where everyone can pick up their racers and rental cars podcast apparel. Absolutely. Yep. Come on down. We'll uh, see if we can do some sort of facebook live thing or something oh. you guys want an autograph we'll sign a racers and rental cars t-shirt uh, i mean don's probably gonna have a way bigger line than me but i mean it's whatever dude you're the one that goes 300 miles an hour the only thing that goes 300 miles an hour in my life may be my mouth. mouth oh oh we're simulcast on that one there baby simultaneously ah uh, so yes very much so looking forward dude i've got to let everybody know right now how stoked i am we spent a week in the hospital not too long ago and my wife is doing like so much better and i hope uh, i made a post today on instagram uh for ngk and tub of towels and the do it for die decals and wristbands i hope that as many people that comes to worldwide technology raceway this weekend friends family fans stop by please come get a decal and say hello she looks so much better uh, than she did when I was at Indy for the U.S. Nationals, hating life, screwing it up, uh, mistuning a race car. So we're going to look forward to uh, an outstanding weekend and Gateway. Oh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. Sorry about that. I got to get used to that. That's, that's awesome. That's too enthusiastic. Thumbs up for me. Uh, so. For those that can't see Cam, he actually gave me two thumbs up. So for yeah, West man. Coast, I appreciate that. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so what's new over on the West Coast side of teaching and Cameron Foray's top fuel career? <laughs> it's kind of hard to merging them together, but I'm I'm getting it figured out. Um, no, we're back back in the saddle in Seattle with uh, Terry Haddock Racing, and I'm going to be taking the red eye. My flight's at 1 a.m. because I got to finish my class at 10 p.m. What's today? Wednesday, so Thursday. Um, then I'll haul ass, get there at like 9 a.m. on Friday, just in time for qualifying. But no, it's good. Um, we're really busy over at the school. A lot of, uh, a lot of my kids are actually getting into the nitty gritty. I have them sectioning front fenders right now, and it's, I kind of thought it was going to be a monumentous task for somebody that doesn't really know anything about the auto body world or any sort of tooling or anything, but they're actually doing a really good job. So I'm pretty impressed. So. Tomorrow's technicians out there just living it up in the first class. So hands-on learning, baby. So how many accident reports have we had to fill out so far this semester? Only one kid's blood. So what's so, not many. So what's so like? What's the school policy? Is there a significant amount of blood that has to be sh- displayed? Yeah, for- he just nicked his finger with like with the ankle grinder, and it didn't even. I'm like, do you need to go see the nurse? Like he's like, no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. Do you have a band aid? Like, no, we don't have a band aid. I'm some, sure there's one over there. Got some duct tape for you. Some hundred mile an hour IC, ISC racers tape. Tape that's that right. <laughs> yep, that's right. So we got him dialed in, but no, he was he was all right. So 
other than that, so far so good. I haven't lost my job yet, so we're good. Well, I know I've seen you out there. You're doing that whole self-promotion. Looks like you're trying to be your kid's agent in the future for Jet. I've seen him on the beach. I saw him on a surfboard. Hell yeah, uh, man. I, so, I mean, w- when we have a kid's... Uh, if, if anybody ever like calls me up and says, "Hey, we've we've got a health and welfare case against Cameron, and how he's abusing his kid, trying to make money, and the kid doesn't have a a choice," I, I'm, dude, it's going to be really hard for you to like defend that because somebody's got to pay this house payment, bro. Dude, you saying you are pimping your kid like there is no tomorrow. If you, don't, I want to see your kitchen. Do you have Infamil cans of Infamil formula stacked up in the background or what? I mean. Uh, hey, come on, for real. Hey, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Oh, if all I, these fools on The Bachelor can have a, all these Instagram followers, so can my kid. Dude, do not even get me started. I do not want to hear it. I actually had to turn. I had to put my phone down the other night because I was reading Twitter, and it seemed like every time I flipped the my thumb on the screen, somebody had something to say about The Bachelor. I couldn't take it anymore. Hey, man. I, it's guilty pleasure. <laughs> are you serious are you do, you do you and angie watch that angie watches it and i frequent the living room when she's watching it so yeah i mean and then now i know what's going on and then i just usually end up just screaming at the tv saying this is just garbage but i continue to watch it but. That, that's what i say when i see like the previews for temptation island and so, some of that other nonsense <laughs> that they run in the background <laughs> so uh, ridiculous yeah I'm just, but i love it it's it's shit tv but I'd rather watch that than the news because the news is just even oh, more dep- trash. Yeah, just depressing. Well, hey, so look, I got a couple things that uh, you know. It's Wednesday, so just a f- just a few things in the world that I that I want to talk about motorsports related. Not really necessarily drag racing, just motorsports related. Uh, today was a huge announcement in the NASCAR. Well, I say huge; it's because of just I think how it was handled, which makes it really huge. But. Uh, Mr. Uh, I'll crash you just because I can. Ricky Stenhouse got released from Roush Racing. um, And Chris Buescher is leaving JTG. Now, if you're a NASCAR fan, you know that JTG is owned, co-owned by Brad Doherty, me being from North Carolina and him being a UNC Tar Heel graduate uh, basketball player. I'm always pulling for them. But they also uh, are notoriously known because they have the Kroger deal and they do a lot of pass through marketing with Kroger and uh, Chris Bouchard has been I thought was like a home run and a perfect fit for them over there so uh, listening today the co-owner Brad was talking on XM radio about they were had a deal they were working on a deal for a contract extension with Mr. Boucher and they said, hey, we need to get this contract signed. And out of the blue, he tells them that he's leaving them and he's going to Roush Fenway. The whole entire time, the leadership at JTG thinks that they're getting ready to sign their driver to a contract extension. And all of their sponsors are in place for their two-car organization. And now nah, I'm, I'm um, you know, uh, peace out. I'm gone. Uh, he, gone. It, it, he gone and uh, I just listened to about a good solid three hours of people calling in and just completely blasting this Chris <laughs> the, Chris right this driver right he's a young kid but he's I mean he's an up-and-comer he's probably got a good solid I mean we could probably stretch it out he might have a good solid let's say high side 10 years left in NASCAR, I mean, because he does, he's did really well for JTG and the Kroger sponsors and, and so forth. But they're blasting him, right? And they're killing him. They're just killing him for you know for what he did, how he was misleading, um, you know. And they're saying it's him, but I'm more than likely I'm going to probably say Chris probably had an agent. Uh, and so they're blasting this kid, and I'm sitting over here going, "Man, that's really that means bad," but. At the same time, man, it's a dog eat dog world. I mean, well, yeah, you, you know, I mean, I mean, it's it's funny to hear somebody walking away from somebody that already has a legit deal signed up because it's so hard to find sponsors these days, and then having him just say later I'm out. I mean, obviously he already he got a better deal somewhere else, but that's just the way it goes. Like the kid's trying to probably make money too, so 
you know, and if he's got an agent, is what it is. I mean, I, you know, I, I consider, I guess you could say I'm sitting Does over here. like top fuel? Yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I mean, it, there's, you know, what do they say? So I, I kind of compare NASCAR and NHRA when it comes to the number of quality rides, right? There's a lot of rides. There's, there's a lot of things that got four wheels. Oh, you're talking NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's a lot. There's a lot of things that got four wheels, right? In NASCAR, there's a lot of things that got four wheels in, in NHRA drag racing, top tier stuff, right? But there's not a lot of top tier ride openings, right? So you, no, sir. You, you, so you, you can't, I mean, the kid's trying. He, I mean, he's it's Ralph Fenway. I mean, Ryan Newman is like just set the NASCAR world on fire. As old as he is. Uh, to come back and make the countdown and make make Roush Fenway like let's just say relevant again because they weren't right so I, I don't know I mean just I if you're out there and you're in the sports marketing deal give if you get a chance just go try to do some listening to some of the the sports marketing podcasts that are out there for NASCAR and some read some of the Twitter stuff uh, about what's going on and how the business but I mean I can't blame the kid I can't I, I mean, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a race car driver. I, I get it. I'm a marketing person. I get it. You're trying to play close to your vest. You're not trying to show your cards. And you're trying to get the absolute best deal for you because you only have five to ten years to make any money. Um, yeah, if he's going to make a couple of bucks, I mean, have at it. You know, it, I don't I don't blame the kid one bit. I mean, yeah, people are probably MFing him, because, like I said, because he walked away from a fully funded deal, but... Dude, if he's going to Roush Fenway, I'm sure they got it figured out too. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure he's got a, you know, gonna have, they're gonna announce some sponsor or something like that with him because I don't think any of the sponsors, none of the sponsors that were at JTG with, with Bouchard belong to him. I don't think he had any uh, PSAs or anything like that, so I don't really believe that any of them are gonna walk uh, over to Roush Fenway. I don't think that was part of the, you know, the whole behind. What intrigues me more, what intrigues me more is. Yeah, who's who's that going to be? Like, who are they bringing in, right? So, and how if they're bringing in a whole new sponsor? How they how they ended up pitching this and secretly talking and all the disclosures and you know privacy stuff that, that this kid was under contract with somebody else. Like a lot of this stuff. This this is the time. Like I know I'm a super cross nerd and you don't watch it, but. This is like all that time, right? They're yes. getting October October first in Supercross World is like when they usually announce like all the, the stuff, right? The way yeah. their fiscal year works. And uh it's the same thing. Like all these dudes are negotiating like crazy and they're still under contract. So it's it's like super hush hush. Like imagine like all the privacy agreements you oh. gotta sign to be to be doing that, right? So even the sponsor, so obviously they wanted him a long time ago. They are trying to figure it out and Obviously, the 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 carrot was it was dangling in front of him was worth it for him to walk away. So, yeah, good oh, for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wish I, ha- I wish I had those problems. How how about we just throw we could throw like three letter acronyms out there like WTH, WTF, and NDA. I I, I mean, just because you know, yeah, I mean, you said it right there. You hit the nail on the head. You're you're over here and you're a driver and you're at a fully funded deal and okay, your deal might not be great, but it's not a bad deal, but it's an okay deal. And then they, you're going to go to it. You you know, he's not leaving that fully funded deal to go to a deal. That's not fully funded for an independent team or a a 12 race deal. Right. Not happening. So, I mean, I'm sitting back here as a marketing executive going, Okay, I want to see who they're going to announce as his sponsor because then at that point you have to raise your eyebrows and go, "Ooh, we had some sneaky, sneaky snakes uh, ethics going on over on that side of the business table." Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's just intriguing to me with Bruchard this week, uh, Christopher Bell, obviously the worst kept secret uh, in NASCAR, going to Levine Racing. Who, Mister Levine, Bob, brother, don't know you. 
never met you, probably never will meet you, but you don't deserve one-tenth of the things that people have said about you and the decisions you've made for your motorsports team at Levine Family Racing. You just keep doing what you're doing. Matty D's already found himself a ride with the Wood Brothers, and Christopher Bell and Joe Gibbs Racing, I think, is going to do you fine. Uh, but, yeah, it was a just that silly season. Uh, we just don't have much of a silly season anymore in NHRA. Yeah. That, we used to have all these sponsors that get announced at Indy. What happened there? Nothing. Crickets. Like the ones in my garage from last week? Yeah, I hear that it's they were, in, they were in Indy. It took them a couple of weeks to get to HB, but now that they're here, there's a shitload of them around here because that's pretty much what I got going on. Is too, that crickets. what you got going on is crickets? <laughs> uh, I, th- I think the other big cricket might be over there at uh, – what what's the str- what's the street at the Taj Mahal in Brownsburg for for Mister Tony Schumacher? Like, there's a lot of a lot of crickets going on over there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Indy Indy's coming gone, no deal. I I, I mean, uh, I I don't know. I, I, I was I was kind of thinking that maybe we would hear something by now, but yeah. I guess not. Uh, the I, only I, thing I know is my phone hasn't rang off the hook. You know, I'm grateful to Terry for allowing my phone to keep ringing for him to drive his car. So I'm grateful for that. So thanks, Terry. Is he on your favorite? Like you got an iPhone, right? Yeah, I know you got that new iPhone 11. You're all big big dollars and everything over there. I think this is like a six. I don't know. Uh, know, This was was my parting gift when I left (laughs) (laughs) Raceberry. Right on, right on. I was going to say, is Terry on your favorites list? You know how you have that, that, favorite button at the bottom of your contacts for I, have, I don't have that set up to be honest with you you better get your wife on there because she's going to hear this podcast and if she's not on your favorites dude you're going to be up yeah, shit creek without a paddle the only thing special for her i have on my phone it says angie my awesome wife is that what it says mm-hmm. and on yeah. hers on hers it says cam my dumbass husband Look at yeah, that. she just she just called twice, wondering where the hell I am and or where her kid is. And you're in the yeah. garage and he's sleeping. Yeah, and I'm in the garage. He he'll be fine. He's in the house. I'm sure he can't yeah. do anything wrong. Oh, no, he can't he's do actually it. probably signing an Instagram contract <laughs> right now to make a couple bucks so we can pay for this house. You're getting ready to say this dump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look. All right. Just I'm gonna. T- I gotta tell you this though. I I just a friend of PJ's PJ's mother-in-law, uh, the one that did our. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, pjnorth.com, that musician, singer guy. His mother-in-law's a realtor, and she just posted a, a thing on Facebook, Tammy, about, uh, you know, this house, it's got like 190 acres, two houses on it, all this shit for 560 grand. I'm like, I tagged Angie, and I was like, hey, babe, um, we could be ahead in money if we sold this 1,200 square foot townhome and bought that. I saw that. I saw that she posted that. I was like, man. I, I was going to respond and say, damn, Amanda, how come you guys aren't moving into it? Right? Get the whole family uh, they, together. They live in a pretty legit house, though. Yeah. All right. Well. Ronnie and Tammy got a, the setup, though. They, they've been working. Anyway. They've been grinding. Yeah. They've been grinding. Hell yeah. All right. Well, look, I'm going to climb off my soapbox for a little while. And uh, let's give let's give somebody who who is um, definitely been out there in the digital world uh, really, as far as is for me that I can say that I've been following and paying attention to for probably about the last eight months, um, uh, a, a mutual friend of ours between he and I uh, told me a lot of good things about him and really started to get me more interested in following this guy and, and what he's doing within his company and how he's running his strategy and his business world. Uh, my good buddy, Lyle Barnett who we're going to have on pretty soon, who just had his fourth uh, year anniversary of having a really bad fire down in Valdosta. And Lyle's a big safety proponent um, for drivers and race cars and wearing good safety equipment. So Lyle, I know this is your shout out for you, brother. I'm still, still glad that you're hanging in here, but uh, I want to give, uh, want to give his buddy, Mr. Motion Give him a ring up and uh, get his opinion on some of the nonsense that we're out here spewing on a weekly basis, and see if uh, see if we're on the same page or if he thinks we're full of crap, and we might get another uh, different point of view. So uh, I want to give Doug a ring up here, Cam. See if I can get him. Call him up, Doug. Are you there, sir? Yeah, man. I'm here. Well, What's good happening, e- sir. Good well, evening so to you. Yeah, likewise. 
Well, evening. Is it evening yet? Well, it is for me. Hey, evening. I better go get a beer. Hey, hold on. Guess what? This is the first week out of the last four weeks that we actually recorded before midnight. Yes. Impressive. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Last week, I literally hit send to the production crew at like 12.55 on the f- next morning. So, yeah, we're, we're like a way ahead of the curve tonight. Well, uh, there, Doug, thank you so much, sir, for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Um, I know you've been building buildings and moving and, and making making uh, big dollars out of little quarters and so forth over there at Motion Raceworks. Give our listeners uh, a little bit of, of your background and where you're at currently and where you see yourself going with Motion Raceworks as you uh, continue to take over the marketplace for high performance. Well, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, so, you know, just like I think everybody, it just started out as a hobby. You know, you watch Cameron, it was a hobby. He's, he's working on it, being a business and everything. And, um, you know, motion for us, we were just out there racing on the weekends like everybody else. And, uh, I would build cars. I worked a medical sales job and I made really good money, but man, I was bored to tears with it. And, uh, so at night, you know, I'd be home at like two thirty, three o'clock. And I just built cars all night and race and race on the weekends and stuff. And people seemed to like the cars I was building and some of the parts I was like hand fabricating and stuff like that. So somebody was like, you should make that stuff and start selling it to everybody. So I'm like, Hey, why not? You know, it might fun, you know, a couple of yeah, a race or whatever. So, uh, me and business partner friend who always would help me in the garage, uh, Brian Jack, we started, we were like, we'll both put a thousand dollars in this deal. And so we designed our first part. It was a turbo flame. It had mounting ears on it. You know, everybody's cracking turbos because they're hanging them off. These pipes are breaking. Uh, and we just tossed them on Facebook for sale and man, they sold out like in two days. So I'm like, holy cow. So got on phone, had my laser shop, cut some more, did it again and again. Um, and then, uh, you know, we started coming up with more products, started putting them pencil to paper. And, uh, you know, we went from a one bedroom in my one house to I moved to a bigger house, still working a medical sales deal, filled up the whole basement. Uh, and I'm like, holy cow, this thing actually could be something. I still haven't really made a paycheck, but I'm having a lot of fun and I think I can do it. So one day, uh, my boss, uh, manager at my medical sales company called me and I just had it and I was just like, you know, he was like, let's meet up, you know, let's go over numbers. I'm like, you know what, man, I'm done. I'm out. So, uh, quit cold turkey. Didn't, my family didn't even know. I called my mom. She was like, you're crazy. You know? Yeah, because that medical sales is a pretty lucrative career. Yeah, I was making really good money for a yeah. single, you know, 20 something guy, and I had them. Yeah. And so, you know, it kind of went from there. And we've, I mean, we've really been doing it for real for about three years. Prior to that, it was like a year, year and a half, two years in my garage, in my basement. And, uh, we moved into a 6,000 square foot shop. It was just my brother, who was our engineer, a partner with me, Brian, who I originally started with and myself. And then we started adding guys and adding guys. And now, um, this year we just moved into an 18,000 square foot shop. Uh, we have a friend. Dude, I didn't realize you guys were that big. Oh, I didn't he- either. Until I woke up one day. <laughs> hey, Cam, Cam, you should go back on the, on the on their social media. They did a great job of showing where they came from to where they were to when they moved in. I think you did most of the work. You guys moved within like four or five days, didn't you? I, I, I want to yeah, say. Hey, I mean, we grind hard. It's like, you know, when you start with, you know, we started with $2,000, but we are where we are, but we don't take funding in. We don't have funders. So it's like you can – I guess take it easy, but we're like, we're not going to go backwards. So we just moved in basically a weekend and it was a nightmare and all that stuff. But, you know, two months later, we're, we're back up and running. We got another CNC machine. So we're starting to get ahead on production, stuff like that. And it's, it's fun. It's funny because I, Cam was actually one of the first guys I worked with in this industry. Yep. Uh, uh, I got hooked up with Holly, Race Pack, MSD, all that. And uh, me and Cam used to go back and forth forever, and yep. um, he would always help me out. And yeah. you know, now we're hit, now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> well, but I, hope to, I hope to work with you again someday. Soon. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I got to have him on the show so I can hang out with him again. Maybe we can get some Nitro going someday. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it's, it's a- been an incredible ride. So, But we're here and, uh, you know, we're just really thankful to have an opportunity to, like, do what we love and kind of have people support us and let us build a business that we want to build. So, No, that's huge. And, I mean, that just goes to show you that, I mean, hard work. At the end of the day, hard work goes a long way and i mean if you're passionate about something you'll make it work regardless i mean dude you left i know what those medical salespeople make and it's not a forty thousand dollar a year job so um you know (laughs) by any stretch so i mean obviously you put a lot into that right to just walk away from something like that like that's huge but it's all in in what you make of it you know like i even tell my students all the time like dude half a life is showing up and then the other half is what you make of it. You know, yeah. and so many people just, they just want the easy way out. And, you know, that's rad that, you know, you guys have managed to make it work and you know, it's more, you're killing it. <laughs> it's more fulfillment than anything. I, I've, I waste way less than I ever have because it's a, I don't have time to be, I'd rather put my money elsewhere, but like, you, just, you know, you spend a day doing what you want. It's a lot more fun. So, but, you know, thinking back, it's just, not to get on like my own little soapbox. It's just crazy. I can't believe people would buy stuff from us. Like they can buy from anywhere, but we're so lucky. We still have customers that are building our second, third, fourth car with us now, which is kind of cool. So yeah, well, just because I show you your craftsmanship and stuff like that, like it all matters, right? You guys, you guys care and take pride in what you do. I mean, people are going to return, be a returning customer. And I think it's a unique, this whole motorsports is a unique family situation. Like people get, you know, they get a bond and they stay with each other and, you know, they ride it out and they take chances on people and they, you know, give people opportunities that they probably shouldn't and stuff like that. So that's what it's all about. Right. All right. So, Doug, now you you, st- you said you started out with your buddy Brian. You got your brother. Now, that was three years ago. Well, yep. t- how, how many people do we have on staff right now? Fifteen now. So you, you've you've tripled. Is that right? I'm doing North Carolina math uh, there. That'd be times five. Yeah, holy cow, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean, do you have days when you wake up and you go, when you pull up to the building and you go, "Wow, we did this." I try not to get too like that because I, if you know me, like I'm nothing's ever good enough, so I'm just kind of like working on the next thing. So some days I probably should step back and look at it a little bit, but it's pretty cool. All it's right. cool. That- the coolest thing for us is we have an environment to shop unlike any other business you ever work for. We got puppies running around, people do what they want, jamming out to music. Like we got guys who are like, I've been working here for two months. I don't even know what my start time is. I'm like, yeah, but you show up, right? Like you still show up. Well, I would call on time and you work more hours than I ask. And so it's just a, it's a really cool deal. It's not a job for anybody there. I don't believe so. S- sounds yeah, like well, yeah. it's going to be the Google of the racing world. There's everybody's just gonna, like, <laughs> rolling on razor scooters and like, <laughs> or a couple but or a couple short yeah. Google at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be sliding down in like the twirly slides, you know, like, <laughs> stairs, like into the shop. Yeah. I like it. Doug, take us through like, I, like I kind of let in with there a little bit. You had a, um, you had a Facebook post a while back about, social media and, mm-hmm. and, and you really, I mean, it was a long winded typed out, but it, it looked like you had just had enough and you were putting your thoughts, you're putting your thoughts out there for everybody to read on your point of view for the digital world, social media. Uh, do you recall that post? You got to ring a bell a little bit more, right? Which one were you talking about? The one- I, I spoke my mind a lot. Well, you, you spoke your mind as far as when you were talking about, social media involving racers and people doing what they're supposed to do or what yeah. they say they're going to do. Do you remember that post? Yeah, I do faintly now. Uh, you know, I think social media for us has been number one growth potential for us. It gives us a strategic advantage over these big war battleships that are hard to turn around and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's good and bad though. The good side is, you know, for instance, Lyle, we, we sponsor Lyle. I got that dude's back 100%. He, him, Pete, Eric Yost, all those guys, they work their butt off. And, uh, you know, they see the people 
see the big red M flying on that dart going down the track on the side of beer money. And they're like, man, I'm going to, I'm building a car. Like I want that. And you know, I, I think, like I said before, it offers a lot of opportunities just in the sense that it's a two way street. And a lot of people don't get that. They see the one way street that they have access to, you know, all these big name companies, the people in charge, they see those people post and all that stuff. But what, you know, the big thing is these days is that a lot of people don't come backwards the other way. You know, it's all about delivering value. And what I always tell people, cause you honestly never know if you're going to be talking. I mean, I've started out my career talking to cam and dude's going to be, uh, you know, a superstar in NHRA soon. And, but you just never know who you're going to. God, I hope you're right. I hope so as too. I almost, man. As I almost choke on my, on my I'm not trying to build you up cause I'll, I'd give you shit if I wasn't, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, for us, we don't know who the next big guy is. So, like, sometimes I get frustrated because, like, your, my email box fill up with, hey, sponsor me this, sponsor me this, whatever. Cool. And I'm like. Do they all start with bro? Bro, yeah. Hey, or bro. how do I fill out this sponsorship? And it's crazy to me because not only do you have a huge opportunity with people, but everybody's going about it the wrong way. Like you have all these companies, you have all these brands and uh, it's just like a feeding frenzy. And for me, I'm, I'm the way I market, I'm seeing it as dude, if you guys were smart, you would be repping the heck out of these companies. You would be delivering value to the point where you come to motion Raceworks, or you come to Texas speed or you come to precision turbo or race pack, whatever, and say, what can you guys do for me? And you're like, I have to do something for you because you are, you know, some of the smallest guys have the most connections and the most power and the most, you know, what have you done for me lately? Word of mouth. And it's like, if I could tell anybody, because I was in, I mean, I'd never was anybody in racing, but I always loved it. And I raced on the weekends and I spent a lot of money, but even I didn't do it back in the day. You know, I know I spent out, sent out a couple sponsor letters, but like, Dude, deliver value to people. You do that, you can make people say they they can't say no. I mean, and that's, I just think it's so backwards this day and age. They think they have access. They come at you, and you're like, if you're on my side of the coin, you're like, man, I have X amount of budget, especially for a company like ours. Why the heck would I? You've never even bought a part from us. I looked up in our system. You've never even bought anything from us. So well, that's what people they don't they don't realize. It's it's everything's me 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 me. I want I want I want I want. Well, why would I do that? You know, why would I give you five thousand dollars, five dollars, what, whatever that number is? Why am I going to do that? What it should be, what you're doing for somebody else, right? It, no, it's, everybody's I mean, backwards. I, I think uh, you know, you look at what the lower margins are on some of these products. Some are higher, some are lower, and you're like, mm-hmm. Dude, you got to sell something five times to give somebody something once, you know, and that's. Yeah. Even so, what's my ROI? You can sell it fifty times, so I get a real return on investment versus. Yeah. On well, it's funny that people um, at my previous place of employment, um, people <laughs> used to, people used to call me, and I used to tell them, I used to tell them, they said, "Oh, bro, like let me sponsor me, sponsor me," and I'm like, "Tell you what, I'll give you whatever. I'll give you some product if you can guarantee that you'll sell me three of that same product." Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I, I can't do that. Well, yeah. I can't. I'm like, later. Yeah. Bye. Next. Yeah, it, yeah. You're not even willing to work like from yeah. the, and that's just like break even stuff. You exactly. know? Exactly. So oh. it's like, how do you, what is that yeah. phrase break? Uh, can, yeah, how do, what, what's break even? The, I, what's ROI? What are these two phrases that you've used? I, I don't understand. And, and honestly, man, racing as a racer, as needing the sponsorship as a business. And, you know, you can tell the guys that take it seriously and the guys that don't. And, to, you know, it is hard to identify because I've had guys that I'm like, I'll help out because I get a good feeling about it. Cool. But then you'll have guys that, man, they work. They came in working. They go out working. So it's not a one size fits all. But if I can tell somebody something, it's, man, deliver, 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 then ask. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's funny is most most of the time, I used to get it wrong. Like I used to think, all right, you know, this guy, the the people that hound you the most, that just will just not get out of your inbox and call you and leave you messages, and then finally you'll give in and say, okay, fine, like just because you want them off your back, 
then you they you send them the product, whatever you sponsor them, you'll never hear, hear from, from them again. again. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, I that would happen to me all the time. And it's just like, and then you just you waste all of your budget or your stuff for those on those people just because it's just you know. I mean, I, everybody say, well, the squeaky wheel gets the oil or whatever. Well, yeah, but it ain't gonna happen next year or, or any other company I'm involved with after after that because I know how you operate and. Uh, I'm not interested. And I mean, in the same respect, some of the biggest names are the worst names too. You know, they're, they're so accustomed to getting everything. They take it, they take it, they take it. You send them something, never hear from. So like, there's a definitely a middle ground of the grassroots racer who are the best ROI for companies like ours. And I try not to base my company off of giving anything away, but it's, uh, if we're talking about that topic, it's just, it's such an interesting dichotomy when, when uh, people come only thinking about themselves. I, I try to live my life like think about everybody else first and the things that you want to come to you. And I think that's, I think if more people adopt that, it would work out better. So, Oh, that was, that was some deep education right there. <laughs> that, hey, no, I, I can totally, I, I echo. And I was getting fired up. I had to stand up. I saw that. I, I Probably thought, because it's hotter than the gates of hell in here, but you know. But, you know, Doug, so you, you talked about grassroots racers and you talked about big name racers. So if you and obviously we're just we're spitballing motionraceworks.com, your company, how are you segmented out? What segments do you feel like, you know, is drag race is drag racing 60 percent of your business or is it really like 20 percent of your business and street high performance and custom stuff is you know, the higher percentage of, of your market, you know, how, how are you broke down? How do you see ma- motion race works broke down? Well, I mean, that's where our passion is, is drag racing, small tire, you know, EFI, that type of stuff. And so that's come super easy to us. You know, we've really taken that market over. You guys never saw anything about us and now you do. And not like in a cocky way, but it's just, it's just really easy to build something you're passionate about. And, uh, so I'd say probably like 60%, 70% drag racing. Uh, but you know, today and age, it all washes over into, into like your local cruising stuff. Cause man, it's crazy. I don't, like I rarely hear anybody call in ordering parts for anything that makes less than a thousand horsepower. And you're talking about like cars with air conditioning and GPS and crap like that. So it's, it's a, it's a fun time to be in all of it because it all kind of commingles itself. And we, somehow got lucky and positioned ourselves in drag racing, which, you know, if you have a street car that's making all this power, you're going to look to those guys for advice. And so it's really washed together. So, Right. So, and, and I can be honest when last year, when I started the whole process, I guess that makes it two years ago. Now we started the whole process of moving towards an LSX motor uh, or an engine rather. And motion race works is, like if you do a Google search for LS high performance, Motion Raceworks comes up. It's a you know it's a you're a leading edge when it comes to not only customization as far as parts, but aftermarket parts to replace and and stand high quality. So I I just wondered if if there was other segments of your business that you feel like you're starting to gravitate towards, like you know like you're saying you've commanded the sixty to seventy percent of the small tire EFI, you know radial you've got that. So where, yeah. where where's Doug started to move his focus and started looking over the horizon and saying ah, I think I want to go over here and uh, hurt some feelings. You know what? Like so the LS stuff came naturally to us. I think. 95% of the guys at my shop have a LS or turbo LS car. So it's kind of funny, but, uh, I got like a year and a half, two years ago, I got super bored. So we dove into that LT platform, the new gen five stuff with the direct injected and stumbled our way through that and built a cool Nova and went real fast with that and set the world on fire with that. And I think like I, I got bored with that a little bit. So now I'm, we're working on like Ford coyote stuff and, uh, that's fun. So we're putting investment dollars in that because we see that market growing. We're having fun with that. And it's just, we like new stuff because we get bored with the same old, same old. But it's kind of funny because I'm actually taking a step backwards. I just bought a 72 Nova that is a 30,000 mile original. It was uh, barefoot Ronnie Pace's car. It's all bone stock. It has a two barrel carburetor on it, bench seat. And uh, 
we're doing a pretty fun little build on it because our new shop, we actually have a dedicated two post lift shops all uh, separated out just with the intent of like working on new stuff, learning about it. And uh, so next week we're doing a little YouTube segment series, like a four part series on putting one of those Holly snipers on it. Uh, we're putting an aeromotive stealth EFI tank in it just because my, my dad and all his friends who I grew up, you know, they all are the ones that inspired me and they all are so sick of their carbureted stuff. And, uh, they, I tell them about it and nobody gets it. So I'm like, how about I show you how cool this stuff is and how cool this technology is? And then we'll dig into it. So we're hoping kind of, uh, play with that market a little bit and make things easier on those guys. So. Well, and that's an expendable income market, that generation gap that you just, you're talking about your dad and his friends, those yeah. guys, the, those guys, the hot rodders that are, they're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to have anything. I got to use a laptop to tune, but yeah. Not, retirees. Yeah. You show, you show them that hey, it's not that bad. Just, just come here. Just give me a minute and we'll be fine. You'll start. Yeah. That'll we make offer money. that service too. You don't have to touch the laptop. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. It's just like a little touch screen. So you just yeah, yeah. plug in power and ground and you're good. So yeah, that's it. Self-learning. That's yep. it, for sure. So, Doug, all right, so I don't want to hold you up. We're, we're going to run here. You're you're advising. You're a mentor. You, you've got up-and-coming young people out there trying to, trying to make it. Give some do's and don'ts as a CEO of a company when you're looking at the digital strategy, the digital landscape, for what you think people should be doing or what people shouldn't be doing. Listen, you got, like the most powerful tools that anybody's ever had, like social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, uh, all that stuff. It's free, man. Like if you don't have the ad budget, cool, but you can literally post organically and all these people put this thing, these things on a pedestal and, uh, you know, they're like, Oh, it's harder than it used to be and stuff like, yeah, but it's free, man. We built our company and we're kicking some big brands butts uh, these days because we had that for free and we used it and it's, and, but you just, it's not, it's not that it, it's, you have to know how to use it. Le- just yeah. learn how to use the free tools and work, work around the, the ad spend and all that stuff that you have to use. Like go on, go on that, the YouTube and say, <laughs> how do I make an ad on Facebook? Boom. I'm sure you could probably find something about, about it. And, and that's just it. There's like, everybody's like, well, I don't get it. And, or, Hey, can you show me how to do it? I'm like, dude, you have YouTube right there. You can, I've spent thousands of hours researching this stuff. And the whole thing is like, none of it ever stays the same. So if you aren't on practicing it, like this hashtags used to work. They don't work. They work. They don't work. They work, you know, and use eight, use 11, use five and everything else, man. There's just like so many hacks and the, you get people that are asked, I get calls every day, all the time. You know, like, how do you do it? You guys are growing so fast. I'm like, because I'm literally paying attention. Like, I'll make a post, a crazy post, just to see how it does. And if it does well, then I do it. If it doesn't, I don't. But it's just about being, like, Cam does a good job. He's always posting stuff like that. And it's just, it's being out there. You know, there's so many things that, from your graphical location to other people that you're around and everything in between, there's, there are, there are so much, so much depth to it. And, if you want to invest the time to learn it, you're going to beat people with some big ad budgets. I mean, just look at some of these like YouTuber guys that have popped up. They literally just started shooting one or two videos. And, you know, there's a whole community of those guys that are making good money and all oh, they're yeah. working on their cars and documenting. It. And it's super cool. And they didn't start with an ad budget and they're still not spending money. So if they can do it, you know, any racer or any company can do it. It's just how bad do you want it? Absolutely. All right, so give me a don't. A don't? Don't. Uh, let's think. <laughs> I don't think there's a whole lot you can do wrong, man. I think I think don't is don't complain about how something used that used to work doesn't. Or somebody else is doing it and you're not, and you're the you're the first person to complain about. Oh, can you believe so and so is doing this? Exactly. If somebody's investing the time and somebody's putting an ad budget out there, you're going to get run over. You know, that's just all there is to it. So, Doug, let me ask you this question. This is I'm going to see if I can if I can guess what you're going to answer here in my head. So, you're, <laughs> so you're you're an owner. Uh, you've got 
got these different racers across the country, different levels of racing that, that Motion Raceworks is supporting in one way, shape, or form at what level, whatever level of support. And you get you see somebody and you're starting to watch them, as you said, that you kind of you know keep your eye on people. And you come in on a Monday morning and you're going through your social media feed and this racer that you were kind of like, man, if they, if they come to me, I'm, I'm probably interested in, in, in helping them out. And they're on there and they're blasting a company about a product or a fallout or something that just wasn't their way, right? Didn't go their way. Wasn't, wasn't, yeah. wasn't rainbows and merry-go-rounds. Does, does that change what that individual can do for you? Or is that a red flag for Motion Raceworks? Yeah, I'm not really into that so much. And I can't say I'm not guilty of blasting people occasionally myself. Uh, But, you know, I think the best, when I open social media, I delete every single person that types political crap and everything. Yes. (laughs) You know, I I only want to see positivity only because there's so much crap out there and uh, we're all dealing with stuff and it's like, man, chalk it up, move on, you know? And I think, like I said, I'm not perfect at it. I've, I've come to do it the wrong way too a few times, but I think, uh, I think it, there's definitely, it's just like any other type of PR. There's, there's a gracious way of dealing with things and there's not. So, um, I guess it just depends on the situation. Sometimes I'm like silently rooting that, uh, <laughs> the competitor didn't, you know, didn't hold up their end of the bargain or their stuff sucks or whatever, but uh, mostly, I'm, mostly, I'm, you know, just, you're right. Oh, nice. man, he's just silently cheering. I'm silently rooting. I like it. Dude, Dude, that's the golf clap. That's Dude, I'm, in this, I'm in this the same way I'm in a race car. Like, I'm buddies with everybody until it's heads up, and then it's, and then I just want to, you know, knock them all down, but uh, throw it out. So there's a lot of people in this industry and we get along with our competitors our friends our foes all that stuff and it's at the end of the day it's like man how how thankful can we be to like do what we want to do every day so it's just one whatever level that is so it's pretty cool heard that well i know that's man this is the fun business it's motorsports right it's still business we're still having fun we're going fast we're making horsepower we're doing things that are cool so just relax. It's going to be okay. Sometimes things don't go, you know, I, I mean. Take a deep breath. Yeah, go to your happy place. Wazoo, wazoo, wazoo. Yeah, so, so pretty. pretty. I, I just, you know, I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I think we're all naturally attracted, uh, magnetized by the people who are positive, And you can see that the big YouTube stars, they're all just super happy people, positive. They deal with what comes to them. And I think we all can take some of that and learn from it. Oh, yeah, yep. that's that's for sure. I can totally. When it comes to fun, I I gotta I gotta interrupt you, Don. That I I always forget to ask this question to every one of our guests, so I gotta ask him why it just popped into my head. Okay, all right, here we go. Fa- favorite rental car story. Whew. Um. So in uh right after college, I uh <laughs> I my then my normal car got messed up. I got in an accident and they gave me a Nissan Versa and I was determined from the second I got this little Nissan Versa that I was going to destroy it. And cause they, you know, they paid for the insurance. I neutral dropped this thing for four days straight and could not break the transmission. I'm not that cool. I don't have like, any, I didn't like, Dude, you know what, as you're talking right now, I just realized this is so stupid of me. I just realized that I have a rental car sitting in my driveway. <laughs> It's awesome. Go out and do a burnout. I'll be right back. <laughs> Put it on YouTube, baby. Yeah. Put it on YouTube. But why don't they break like normal cars? Has anybody ever had a rental car break before? Mm, I've had them like go just as fast and park as they do and drive. But I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's. I had left a couple government vehicles on the side of the road. <laughs> Maybe. We had a rental car one time at PRI that we were on the freeway or on the highway, whatever you all want to call it out there. And uh, every single dash light in the instrument cluster was on. That's impressive. Every single light. like From you? Name, well, yeah, it was me. I was guilty by association, but <laughs> it was it was a brand new Ford Flex. <laughs> and uh, 
next thing you know, we were on the side of the road and getting towed because it literally just short circuited. Like we just destroyed it. Oops. And somebody bought that sucker pre-owned. Oh like, yeah, it, that sucker oh. was an enterprise. The next day, just those poor bastards. Lesson learned: don't buy pre-owned uh, program cars. Yes. Yes. No, do not. Especially from Enterprise. Especially from a racer, if you know the racers use that rental company. Yep. It should. Have, it should be like in a Carfax. Yeah. <laughs> you know, How many times a motorsports individual has rented your car? <laughs> or a rental car. I don't know if you can find that or not. But. Oh man, yeah, uh, yes, uh, Alan. We can just assume it sucks now. Do what now? We can just assume it sucks now because it was a rental car. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we have. They break, also huh? just have a uh, like an asterisk next to like on the title, like yeah. you know, like if it's a salvage vehicle, kind of the same deal, you know, like boom, rental car. They could call it salvage if it was a rental car. That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right, Doug, we're going to let you go, but before you go, we got two questions that we ask every guest as we close out. They're painless and harmless. Uh, the first one, you get to send one Christmas card to one person in the motorsports world. Who are you sending it to? Whew. Um, man, I'm going to send it to Stevie Fast. That dude revitalized drag racing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Actually, I was just uh, sharing a text with somebody uh, about Stevie. Uh, Mr. Barker will remain nameless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was pretty good. That was a quick one, too. All right. Now, this is the one that always seems to trip people up, and I don't really understand why. But you got to send one WTF card to one person in motorsports. Who are you sending it to? Whew. Um. Silently rooting. Uh, man, I don't know. Let me think about this for a second. This is always the one that trips everybody up. And I don't, I, it, it, when we first started this show, our first few guests, man, they were rattling them off. They're like, yes, I'll send this person a WTF card. We had guests that wanted to, like, can I send more than one? <laughs> I was like, no. You know what, though? That's crazy because I, Every week I see 40 WTFs and then you forget about them. So it just shows you all publicity is good publicity, right? (laughs) It is. It is. People forget quick. (laughs) Yeah. By the time dinner rolls around, unless you're poor Johnny Bracker racer and snap your your chassis. (laughs) One of the biggest races of the year and it turns into World War VII and poor guy, you know, makes one post every nine years. Just having to go explain himself because of everybody else's bitching about it, and he didn't seem to have an issue. <laughs> and I was leaving that topic alone. I know that's why I brought it up. Who do you got, yeah. Doug? Who do you got? You got to give me somebody. One person in motorsports that you're just like, man. WTF. Uh, my, my WTF would go to Chuck from Street Outlaws. Man, why you always got to be fighting everybody? There you oh. go. <laughs> Can't we all just get along, brother? Oh. He's got like the short man syndrome, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to say that. I just, dude needs to just have fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Just smile, bro. Just smile. Smile, bro. Okay. Just You're smile. living your dream, man. No kidding. Yeah. That's right. Hey, it's the fun business. Relax. It really is. Relax. Doug, thank you so much. But as your parting shot out of here, where does everybody go to find out about Motion Raceworks? MotionRacework.com. There you have it. Doug, thank you very much for taking time out. I know it seems like it's taken me like three months to get you on the show for us on the schedule. But uh, (laughs) I am grateful. I'm glad. And we are definitely going to have you back. And I hope that your likes and your follows go up drastically and people are closet watching Hell, are you. you. Me? I hope I hope racers and rental cars likes go up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you guys for having me on, man. You guys are a lot of fun. This is a good podcast. So I'll be sure to spread it around a little bit. We uh, will greatly appreciate it. Greatly uh, appreciate that very much. And if uh, we don't see you beforehand, I'm sure we'll see you at PRI. All right, good luck this weekend, guys. Hey, thank, thank you, you very much, it. sir. Have a good one. That's soon. Cam, there is nothing cooler than it just any time. In the industry. I mean, any time that you can get a CEO 
uh, you know, an owner of a company and it's in motorsports and he comes out here and he's telling you what they're looking for, what they're looking at, how they evaluate and, and look at the landscape of digital self-promotion, marketing, the whole nine yards. And they're telling you it. I, I mean, I get excited because, man, it just makes everything that we've been saying for, I don't know, the last 10 months uh, validate. And uh, it was cool to hear it from Doug. Absolutely. No, and, and it sure seems to, you know, the hundreds of thousands that have actually listened to this, they should see it may be like repetitive, but, you know, it, hopefully we're making a positive impact on the industry, you know? Do we sound like a scratch record? Chicken, chicken, chicken. I was going to say, whip you when I want to. <laughs> Kick your ass, too. Do all these things because I think I love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> All right, so well, you so you brought it up. Let's talk about it. Oh, you want to talk about it? You brought it up. I was leaving it alone. I, I was. I've God. I love getting the Dude, text that message. Poor, I that love, poor guy gets so much shit for so many things. Like, I mean, I don't know the guy, but from what I understand, like the guy seems pretty nice. For those of you who don't know, there's this dude named Johnny Brackeracer. He's really good. Johnny Ezel. Johnny Ezel. Yes. He walks a fine line when it comes to a lot of things safety home built stuff whatever but the guy goes out there and just kicks everybody's ass and he works the elements on how to play the game and you can't fault the guy for that and but over the weekend at the fling i guess i, I saw the replay or whatever like i guess his chassis snapped because he was a slip tube or whatever and mm-hmm. then turned into this whole thing like he got it welded back up blah 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 and then the internet exploded because the peanut gallery was standing around his pit trying to trying to get it all handled. And the best part that I liked was every time anybody would ask him a question was, you know, all these memes are going around now. I got it. Like, it's like, just leave the guy alone. Like, let him handle it. Like, he's, he's doing his thing. Obviously, he's that kind of dude. Like, he built the car. He whips everybody's ass in it. So, I mean, he should probably know. Now, the, and he went online and like posted once he, I think the guy probably posts like once every like 10 years. So once, once a decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good for him. And he sent out a very well written or spoken, whatever you want to say. He addressed the issues. He said his side of the story, which should be the only side of the story because that's, that's who it was about and kind of cleared the air, which is, which was super cool. And I mean, I, I give the guy a lot of props. He didn't really hate on anybody. He didn't name any names other than Peter and Kyle. And I think he probably did it because he didn't want Peter and Kyle, the promoters, to think that he hates on them. Because obviously in his post, if you read it, it said nothing about, you know, it, it wasn't the promotion that made the decisions. And he, you know, wanted to make sure that he's not out, you know, hating on them. So kudos to him. I mean, that's all I have to say about it. It was cool. I was watching from afar. I I was as well, and I was kind of stunned when the I I just got a like a what do you call it like a screenshot video that was sent to me. I obviously wasn't watching, um, watching when it happened. However, I did read his post, and I read all the other things that were written and people's thoughts and two cents and ten cents and dollar bills and everything else that was said, and. I just, man, I just wonder sometimes when people say things, when they they give their point of view, that they're giving their point of view from like the, let's say the 10 foot, 10 foot ceiling. That's what they're, what they're talking about. You know, they're not doing it from the hundred foot or a thousand foot. Um, you know, I'm, then Kyle and Peter, dude. There's, you're not going to find, I say you're not going to find, they are in the top tier echelon of respected individuals in the world of drag racing from on track in the tower, from a promotion standpoint to in the shop, uh, credibility, knowledge base, uh, beyond a race products. I mean, obviously Kyle's family with their re- long-standing relationship of, of running Sonoma Raceway. I mean, gee whiz, where where does that you know stop? When will that resume stop? But for people that were 
trying to bash them and and everything it's still a business and i don't know if anybody knows this or not but bristol dragway is owned by <laughs> bruton smith <laughs> and they they have rules and they have huge insurance policies and if you don't think that for whatever reason, I mean, that could have just been the situation. I mean, I'm not saying that it's an insurance call, but they made a call and those guys have a business to run. Kyle and Peter, uh, not only at Las Vegas Speedway, but at Bristol and both of those facilities are owned by Root and Smith. Um, man, it's a tough position to be in. But at the same time, I can I can rationalize thought processes and say, well, you know, why can't why can he go back out there and run that car? He, I mean, it was fixed. It was welded up. How many top fuel cars get freaking welded up on a weekend basis? Forget weekly basis. Um, I mean, I get it. But I also understand um, uh, some of the concern. And, but, and I can understand the business side. What I can't understand, though, if it did happen, the, the rumors, if you will, the grapevine that racers were going to the tower to kind of like fan the flames or throw gasoline on the flames about it, about him welding yeah. it and fixing it. If that's if that is true, I, you know, I, I mean, I really that's not like I'm going to be a investigative reporter about it or anything. But um, man, stay in your lane. You know what I mean, dude? Is your dog in my yard? Keep your dog in your yard, but don't you come over here and hang out in my yard. You know what I mean? Get off my grass. Yeah, God. Oh, hey, I, I, I can get, I can get twisted. Shorts, short and curlies can get twisted. <laughs> Dude, stay out of my lane over here. Um, but nonetheless, his his post spot on. He needs to be patted on the back like you said once in a decade johnny comes on there and i don't and i don't know johnny i mean i from afar like you said i I know what luke says about him and jed and and what i read about him and he's i mean he drives um i don't know what the one meme was where uh they the photo of him standing on the racetrack and the split the slip joints were broke behind the cage and everybody's like man look at that and the one i don't know who it was but somebody posted underneath there yeah he's got fire pants on (laughs) <laughs> and i was like there you go buddy right there right so get off i him. did notice that yeah get off of him but nonetheless cam um yeah but hey it was a great event i hate i hate for peter and kyle uh and their entire staff 10 years i mean give them some love uh for what they've built and continue to build for the world of bracket racing uh for you know, with the flings and the millions and, and so forth. So uh hated to have something like that kind of just dampen the whole mood for the event that they pulled off. So um high fives to them and Johnny 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 Bracket Racer, Johnny Gazelle, we've never met, but hey man, I got mad respect for your uh thought thoughtness thoughts in your post. So yeah. Spot on Thoughtness. Thoughtness. That's a new North Kakalaki word. Thoughtness. He was he was thoughtful. And it was uh, Ness. I don't know. I'll have to come up with that something on that. But, Cam, dude, this weekend, Stupid Fast Racing Trailer, Midway, racersandrentalcars.com. I'm looking forward to it. I got, I, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're going to hang up. We're going to hang up off of this deal, and I'm going to go outside, and I'm going to hook the truck and trailer up. It's all loaded, ready to roll. Worldwide Technology Raceway. I'm going to see you on Friday. Are you qualifying you for first session or second session? Probably first. First session on Friday. Okay. All right. Usually. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I'm. I, we get we get two qualifiers on on Friday and one Saturday morning. So I'll be uh, looking forward to uh, hanging out with you this weekend. Got anything else before we cut these people loose? Nah, man. I think that's it. Uh, hopefully, it's a good weekend and. STL. I'll be bumping my uh, St. Lunatics and Nelly on the way in and on the way out, and probably why I'm there. Just you know, that is what it is. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, uh, you mentioned Stupid Pass Racing, but also like to thank uh, Performance Data Systems for all of uh, your data acquisition needs, uh, Streetway Marketing Media, um, and all our other uh, things that we have in the works. 
We appreciate that. And you'll find out more later. Absolutely, dude. I'll see you in a few days. Hope everybody uh, enjoyed the podcast last week. Brett, Kepner, go download it. And uh, we will talk to you next week. See you. Later. Let's put it up for the weekend. Whoa.